Hello, and welcome to another episode of J-Waves. I, of course, am the Corpus Christi Joker. Welcome. Today we are doing a very special podcast slash first ever for the first ever podcast for my Facebook, Star Wars Facebook, Talk Side of the Force. I have two very special guests. I have my friend Clayton. I have my friend David, who has been on the podcast before. We are going to be talking Star Wars. Now, why are we doing this? Clayton had a very interesting thing that not many people get to do in their lifetime, or not many people that I know get to do. He had never experienced Star Wars. Never seen a movie. Ever. And he's already an adult, and he already has two kids, and it was like, that's unheard of, you know? <laughs> so we were pretty excited when he told me that, and I was like, that's cool. Of course, the beauty of Disney+, Plus, everything comes on Disney+, Plus. so he finally got to sit down during the pandemic, and with his family, enjoy and get to watch Star Wars in its full entirety, even the extra movies that come out, and even The Mandalorian. And for the first time ever, we're going to pick his brain and see, you know, what the what the final verdict is from him and his family and understand what it's like to watch Star Wars in its full entirety with not having to wait the 30-year jump and everything else involved and not having to wait the year and see all the things. It was a straight shot for him. And that's something that I don't think I've ever seen anybody ever do. So that's pretty exciting for me. And that's the first time I think David's heard that, right, David? Yeah. You didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so then David's background is he's a huge fan. He loves Star Wars. He uh, reads the books. He does it all. So I thought it'd be an interesting thing to have him here so we can hear all the stuff that Clayton's going to tell us and we'll go crazy on. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> of course, I am a love-hate relationship. I love parts of movies of Star Wars and I hate other parts of movies of Star Wars. I don't hate Star Wars as a whole. I do do Darth Joker. I am considered um, a Sith in the Star Wars lore. They've made me the official Darth Joker of Star Wars so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but, you know, I do have my opinions and I do have things that I don't like about the movies but overall I do like it. I wanted to have someone here that hated the franchise, but they declined to come, so we'll just pretend like they don't exist, like, like we already do. Just kidding. So, I want to start off right off the bat with Clayton. <clears throat> Clayton, um, right off the bat, I mean, it's, I'm really curious too, like, not entirely, but like, as far as your reaction and family reactions to some of the big parts of the movies, like, what was that like? And I'll give you one specific like, you and maybe your wife and your daughters, did they lose it when it was like Darth Vader was like, I'm your father? Not so much me and my wife. Because, I mean, it's... Yeah. I didn't live in a cave yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 years. So I, I knew there was... The spoilers, which, I mean, these aren't Shyamalan movies, right. but I knew the spoilers were there. So, uh, you know, I, I knew that Darth was... Or Vader was the father, so... But... uh the daughters, they were they were pretty surprised by it. Um, they just thought it was really cool. I mean, yeah. it was it was just something that was kind of a surprise for them that they weren't expecting, but they thought it was cool. Me and the wife, we knew it the whole time. I mean, but like even how it was like portrayed, like you hadn't seen, had you ever seen the scene where he says, "I'm your father"? I, I mean, there was I think there was a Pepsi commercial from the '90s that had that same scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're it's, right. <laughs> it's if you don't live in a cave, then yeah. it's it's uh, you've seen the scene, like bits and pieces of it, but. Seeing how dramatic it all unfolds with the the whole scene that the whole fight scene that's going on, uh, it's it is a, a lot more intense than hearing someone just uh, 
kind of say it or yeah. see it recreated somewhere. I think it's one of the best lead-ups to, like, an epic line. Oh, you definitely. Know, where it's like, and I think other movies have, you know, tried to do that. And then I, don't, I can't think of a really good example of one where it goes, okay, that was really well done, you know. But that definitely is one of those ones where you're like... I think the only one I could think of, and not just because I'm the Joker, but, like, when Jack Nicholson does the whole... Jack, Jack's dead, my friend. You can call me the mm-hmm. Joker. Like that's the only one where I was just like, "Wow, that was really mm-hmm. cool." But the the way they do it now, also episodes one, two, and three, um, you know, Phantom Menace and those leading up to five, six, and seven. Do you feel like watching them in in a, in, a, in its entirety? Do you feel like they live up to how it <clears throat> how it whirled out? I think there's a lot of criticism for the prequel series that I, I just, I don't, it's not as good, but it's not as bad as some of the critics say. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, I mean, there was a 30 year gap there. Uh, there's no expectation that's going to be met with that movie. It doesn't matter what episode one was. It's not going to live up to somebody's expectation who waited 30 years for it. Who was like, you had 30 years to write something. It needs to be perfect. Um, and that's but, the thing is like you got to see it in order kind mm-hmm. of and it was like what was your take of episode one like did you go that was epic. it was fun the pod yeah. racing was awesome I loved it um, and just I mean everything with Anakin and Padme starting out I mean it was it, it just it was what you'd expect from the first of all prequels it wasn't there's not, not an intense story I mean there is a story but uh, it's it was just a fun movie that's pretty good. Okay. David, like, for you, you know, you, of course, yeah. whenever, we saw him in the different <laughs> order, but, like, with Darth Vader saying, I'm your father, and then, like, even going back to, to meeting Darth Vader right. in episode one as yeah. Anakin Skywalker, it's like, do you remember going, like, you know, you met Darth Vader first, mm-hmm. and then you met Anakin second, right? Do, do you think that has a big problem or is that is that part of the problem or is that part of like that i don't i don't think it's a problem i've never thought it was a problem at all um the way they portrayed him in the prequels i think it was a good representation of what was to be expected later um because remember we leave him at the very end of him just becoming darth vader and then that little jump in between the movies, he's already established as Darth Vader. Do we know how long that is? Like how long? I believe it's it's not that it's not that much long. I I, I want to say it's another thirty year in between. Oh, okay. Because he's already older. Because mm-hmm. remember by the time we get to Return of Jedi, he's already an older man. And how old is Luke? Luke's probably I would say about twenty five, twenty six ish, I would say around that time. I would say. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you remember, though, as a kid? Because I remember it very, very vividly, too. My sister remembers it, of course. But, like, whenever Darth Vader finally says, I'm your father, I remember it. as a kid, I was like, <clears throat> like, what the hell is going on? It, you know? it, it didn't hit me like that when I was a little kid. Really? Mm-mm. Yeah, because well, I did watch it way, I guess I was, what? Because, I mean, these are VHS, you know. I watched, I watched um, Star Wars. It came out in 1977. I was born in 1977. So I didn't see Star Wars until it hit TV. Mm. The first one. Until it was like the 80s. Right. The second one, same thing. Until it was in TV. And then Return of the Jedi, that's the one I saw in theaters. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. So that's why we've always talked about how Return of the Jedi is 
been more of my yeah. first take on it because that's the one that I actually saw yeah. and like the, was yeah. able to take in more as an older kid. <clears throat> that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Now, like um, as far as like lasting impressions, was there anything that you saw that not everybody thinks is cheesy? Maybe you've known, you've, you've seen. Like I'll give you some examples. Everyone says Jar Jar's just horrible and cheesy. Um, the love story of Attack of Clones, cheesy. Um, the Revenge of the Sith, when Darth Vader stands up and goes, "No," everyone said that was real cheesy. You know, it's like, do you, do you, did you see anything that you thought hmm, that's really cheesy in your in your own opinion? Where you go, that's so cheesy. Like that's like the whole fa- first half of Return of the Jedi. Sorry, you just said it was your favorite one, but it was the whole first half of the movie. I just didn't. It wasn't. I don't know. I didn't care for the first. What half. specifically? I'm just curious. Just the uh, uh, the scene with. Um, uh, what's the name of the big dude? Jabba. Lincoln. Jabba. Jabba, yeah. Uh, the whole scene with him and with, uh, uh, you know, it, I, I don't know. I, the whole, I, it, I, it took me a while to get into that one. Yeah. And then... And you know why he's, why he's saying that is because he's seeing the special editions. This is, might be true. <clears throat> right. This might be really true. You didn't see the original originals. I have them on VHS. Right. Yeah. Now... The Disney Plus is all the added in stuff that they did later on. Okay. So you're probably seeing all of that stuff that's kind of like out of place almost, where it's yeah. like, why did they do that? But, you know, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, definitely. I mean, because there's a lot of that stuff in that movie that they added in that was like, why did they do that? They didn't need to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny though, but like the whole <laughs> Return of the Jedi, I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Just the whole first half. Yeah. It, it ended pretty well. I think I liked it at the end. And I think for me, I mean, I was coming right off of Empire, and so I'm coming off right off Episode 5, jumping right into Episode 6, and, and I was like, wow, compared to that one, this one's just not doing it for me. Yeah. But Yeah. Because Return of the Jedi has the Ewoks, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, those are cool. <laughs> I like the Ewoks. See? Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I, I, I literally have it written here as part of the cheese, is the Ewoks. Not that I hated them, mm-hmm. but I remember as a kid, I was like... No. <laughs> no. I was like, they're cannibals. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about, um, I'm going to go right into Force Awakens, but like Kylo Ren and his arc becoming the Ben Solo? I thought it was good. I, I just, his character just seemed kind of uh, like emo-ish, I guess, and I didn't really care for that part of it, for how much of a villain he was at first. And then, I mean, his arc coming back to being good was good, but it, it, he just, the character, like, didn't really do it for me that much. I think that, uh, uh, it could have been done a little bit better. Yeah, I hated Kylo, Kylo Ren from the instant he took off his mask. <laughs> his mask. Yeah. He was like... And, and I forget, I forget the actor's name, but he's, he's a fantastic Driver. actor. Adam Driver. Driver. Yeah, Driver. Oh, he's a fantastic actor. I, I like him. Yeah. It's nothing against him, I just don't think he, think he was the right part for it. And, you know, he was this close to becoming Moon Knight, not to go to Marvel, but I, I would have been interesting. I, I thought it would have been interesting to see him as Moon Knight, because he's tall, he's big, he doesn't look like a superhero. You yeah. know, he would be perfect as a hidden identity. You would not pick him out of a lineup. Post traumatic stress. All but and stuff. then they picked Isaac, um, Oscar Isaac. And I was like, all right, that's fine too. I like Oscar Isaac. So, <laughs> yeah, I love him. I love Poe Dameron. I mean, did you love him? Mm-hmm. Like Oscar Isaac's and I mean, he's, his character I thought was fantastic. That's one of the things I like from the new was Poe Dameron. I think he's the coolest thing. I have his blasters from Nerf, and then I have his helmet too. So. <laughs> Alert. <laughs> <But> anyways, <laughs> well, let me ask you this, David. Uh-huh. What would your first impression of Jar Jar Binks? 
like when you saw it in the theater, did you immediately go like I did with Ewoks? He reminded me of like a CP3O character. Right? Yeah. That's exactly what I, the first thing that I gravitated towards was they're going to do it kind of like the droids, where he's going to be like the comic relief of the whole of the whole series right there. And he kind of was. Yeah, but it didn't, I wasn't so like, this is the most horrible character yeah. ever. No, it wasn't like that for me. People I was just like, hated him. I know. I was like, wow. And I was like, why? It wasn't, it wasn't that bad of a character for people to lash out like that. I was just like, it's a character that no one likes. Fine, but not to the degree of where it went. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it's easy to be the comic relief next to Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> like, you know, grabs his tongue. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I wish they didn't have as much hate as they had for Jar Jar. I mean, do you think he's a Sith hidden? That would be funny if he was. Everyone has said that. Yeah. You know, that's been one of the been biggest... Whole, like... I think, that, I think honestly, Star Wars should go that way in this thing. Yeah, he's <laughs> a Sith for sure. Absolutely. So... One thing I haven't asked you yet, Clayton, now that you've experienced the Star Wars, are you a fan of Star Wars now? Or are you oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, absolutely. you're all in. All of They were all fantastic movies. Like Even though there's ones we like more than the others, there's not any of them that I say, well, it's just a bad movie. I was a waste right. of time. Every one of them was a fantastic movie. And that, I agree completely. <clears throat> I've never said that they're bad movies. I just say that there's bad parts in the movie where I go, oh, I hate that, or I did not like that, or I didn't enjoy that as much as I was hoping to. But as far as the Star Wars... Like mythos, oh, I want to live there. Yeah, everything, every, all the movies are good. Yeah, there's just ones that they completely knocked it out. What would you say is the best one? In my opinion, yeah, Rogue One. That is my favorite out of all of them. Yes, yeah, so loves Rogue One. What about between episodes one and nine? Five, seven, nine. I like nine. I know a lot of people didn't, but I like nine. I like nine too. And you know why I like nine? And I've never said this publicly ever. You know why I like nine? I didn't cringe one time in nine. Okay. I did not cringe once, and that and I realized this after I watched the movie. I was like, "Why did I like this?" But that's why I didn't cringe. Like I cringed with the Ewoks. I cringed with Jar Jar. I quin I cringed with young Anakin going, "Oh, what's this dude? Me go left?" Ah! I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I, 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 I cringed with the love story in Attack of Clones. Yeah. I cringed with Darth saying no. I cringed with. Leah, Leah having the the force and floating in from space. I almost lost it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I cringed with Kylo Ren taking off the mask, and I was like, huh. Yeah. So yeah. Like, the, I can I can honestly say there's two movies in the whole entire one through nine that I did not cringe, and one of them is Empire Strikes Back, and the other one is Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. No cringe at all on both of those, and right. I've rewatched them again, going because I was looking for a cringe moment. I watched all of them, all nine, just to find a cringe moment, and I was writing down what was cringy for me, and that's that's when I realized that I was like, I didn't. There's no cringe, even in in Rise of Skywalker. Beginning, middle, end, and all the action in between, it's, it's fun. It, it reminds me of being in Universal Studios, like I'm like this movie is like a ride, and I want to be there. You didn't think it was too rushed. <sighs> I think it was too easy. Yeah, I don't think it was rushed. I think it was definitely too easy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make Rise of Skywalker a two parter like the Deathly Hollows of mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Maybe they could have done that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as far as like everything was just so easy. Like you find the map thing and then that. Mm-hmm. And that. I mean, it played out like a video game, really. But it's like as far as quick, I don't know. But easy, definitely. And then the ending, you know. 
even the ending when all the ships show up we're all together you know and Lando's like ha 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 whatever I didn't cringe I was like I like this mm-hmm. I, well, I kind of want them to win in right. a whatever weird way that is winning in here I'm not sure what it is but yeah there's no real cringe I don't know I don't know do you agree with that? I, well I heard a very like cool not not cool but a very interesting take on how the rebels are seen in in other places they can be viewed as like terrorists yeah, absolutely yeah <clears throat> yeah absolutely and i was like that makes a lot of sense well we've had conversations going, of yeah, perspective before. they're going against a faction mm-hmm. in certain ways and they're the rebels you know and they're like blowing up huge ships that, right yeah 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 i Crazy. agree but like i yeah. said interesting the perspective is the is the I guess the cornerstone of history yeah. depending on what side who tells a story it's gonna you're either gonna be hailed as a hero and if you tell the story and there's no one to go exactly. against you and you remain the hero right. Right. Mm-hmm. because you know how they are in the movies the the empire and the, the new order is this is the right thing to do <clears throat> yeah they're they're right they have chick-fil-a's know? on the ship yeah exactly yeah. and and the rebels are saying the exact same thing so it's yeah they're both right in to a degree. And that's why I always say, too, it's like, I think it's interesting when they go, oh, I don't like the Sith, or I don't like... I think you like them both, because, I mean, depending on what side you're standing on is who's right. Like, I, I don't disagree with some of the Sith stuff, and I, I consider myself to be more Sith-like than Rebel. I'm not... I don't... I wouldn't hang out with the Ewoks. You know what I mean? I'd be like, <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> I think I'm more Mandalorian than anything else. Yeah, but see I'm, that... I'm a loner, you know? I would so, agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And I'm going to get controversial here. I would agree with the Mandalorian then mm-hmm. if Grogu chose Mandalorians over Jedi. I will yeah. always have that issue from here until yes. the end of my my time. Mm-hmm. That Grogu went with Luke is a slap in the face to Mandalorian. And the slap deserved to be given to the Jedi, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, he, there's no reason why he would leave the Mandalorian. There's no reason why he would go. They go, oh, no, but he had... no. He should have talked to R2-D2, and then R2-D2 looks at Luke and says, whatever, and then Luke's like, oh, oh, he wants to be a Mandalorian, and he stays with Mandalorian. That he leaves and leaves Mando behind is a, is a slap in the face. Right. To me, at least, that's how I see it. To the fans, to the people, to Mandalorian, and to Grogu, and like everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That still, still really bothers me. Do you believe, like watching episode one and two and three... That Grogu was there when Kylo Ren kills everybody. Do you think he kills Grogu? Do you think they're gonna touch that? They, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I really don't. I don't know. I'd like to know. I wonder if, like, what I'm hoping is like Grogu, it like it jumps forward somehow, and Grogu shows up to Mandalorian. I would like to see him as, as a, a teenager. Uh, yeah, you know, like, exactly. Like, I like the group more thing. grown. I mean, we know he's already older, but just small. Yeah. But I want to see him like. Like a grown, yeah, like he has, a, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, everything, you know, make him look like a padawan. Yeah, but see, point, that, the know? only thing that's horrible about that is that it took him fifty years to become a baby. So what? Right. In another fifty years, he'll be five right. years old. Exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, you're living two hundred fifty years in the future. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And who's gonna be the Mando that you're right. takes him? And technically, Luke Mandalorian's already gone, son. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd be looking at yeah two hundred fifty years in the future is already. After episode or nine. what happened to Grogu between, you know, that time, and him being taught by Luke. You know, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of yeah, and it really is. 
completely. Yeah, I really can't wait. Do you? Did you catch yourself, Clayton, um, rolling your eyes at anything in the movie? I always hear eye rolling <clears throat> is one of the big things about Star Wars, where people go like this. Oh my god! You know, like uh, the uh, the Death Star. How easy was it to take down the first time I watched it? <laughs> it, was, it? I mean, it was my first one. I was like, all right, this is there's a loophole. This is this right? is how we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, but it. Uh, yeah. That's a fantastic answer. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you still see things that are cheesy? Like, did you find cheese in the, in the new episodes, like episode 9? 7, 8, 9? 7, 8, 9? Um, Name me a cheesy moment from that. I'd, I'd like to know. Let's see. And it better but not be Babu Frick. I'll, no, no, I'll, it's I'll, not Babu <laughs> Frick. If I, let me see. 7, 8, 9, uh, cringe moment. Um, the introduction of Ray and... Uh, Finn? And Finn, when they meet each other, and then when they when they always like finish like doing something together, they're like so excited with each other, and they're like bouncing off each other like hmm. that. Yeah, like, yeah. The head and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, I just that's that kind of like throws me out of it because it's like they're doing some really cool stuff, and then they cut with this kind of like comic. Jeez. Yeah, and I'm like, why, why do that? <laughs> Stay with the same tone. Do you feel that they shouldn't... This is for both of you guys. Do you feel that they shouldn't have had anybody from the old cast and the new one? Yes. Uh, I mean... I I think it's interesting. You said yes right away, but go ahead, Clayton. It's... I think references are good, but trying to pull the old cast... I I don't... I don't know. I mean, not not as many as they did. I'll say that. It should have just been like maybe one or two, but references... Like Chewbacca for sure. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> it Maybe or, Lando. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I, I think they did too much. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I I, yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I did not... With me, I, we've always talked about this. Um, with Star Wars, I want to see new stuff Yeah. come from what's already been, you know? I don't want to see already things that have been done or characters that have been... I already know about those characters. You want to see what happens with a kid with a broom. Yeah. Like, stuff they like never, that. They completely... Right. I, exactly. I want to see those yeah, kind of things. I want to see what happens with a new generation of, of characters so we could actually experience new themes, new ideas, new characters, you know, and then just say, we knew about Luke Skywalker. Oh, we knew about Han yeah. Solo. But, he was a hero of ours. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> we don't have to have him there. <laughs> yeah. I really we're hate back. It. We're I, back in the. Oh, I hated everything. <laughs> I hated everything with Luke Skywalker. I hated it at all. We're home. When he did the Force thing and he wasn't there, I was like, man, I was this John Wick moment when he could have been on the field just murdering everything, and it was a Force thing. Uh, what were you gonna say? Sir? Oh, I was just saying I agree with that. It's yeah. uh, what I was since you brought it up earlier with uh, Luke being in Mandalorian. I, th- I hated that. I, I, hated I did not want to see Luke Me there. Too. I hated. I know we that was the goal. It should have been Ezra. Yes, I was. Pulling Had so it hard, been Ezra, I would have fainted. <laughs> I would have been like, oh. I felt bad because my that was like around Christmas time, and my sister, I had just finished watching the episode, and I was like, I almost broke my remote. I was so pissed. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my couch, and I'm like, I'm in tears. I'm so angry. I'm not gonna lie. I was crying. That's how mad I was. I wrote John Favreau a thing mm-hmm. on Instagram too. Oh, no. I was like, I'm so pissed. This is so stupid. And then my poor sister's like, Hey, you want to go see Christmas lights? <laughs> so, so I go with her to go see Christmas lights right we get it I get in the car and she's like oh my god what's wrong and I'm just like you're not gonna watch Mandalorian cause you know she's off and on with Star Wars too she loves the originals but hated everything else not hated but didn't live up to her expectations so she didn't want to watch Mandalorian and I was just like 
just finished watching. I, I was furious, furious. I, I, I was no fun to be around. And I was just like, I can't believe they did this. And she's like, wow, you're really so cut to a couple months later. She finally gets Disney Plus and watches Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And she calls me the night. <laughs> Furious. <laughs> Fur- I understand. How did you go with me? Like, how did you even do this? I was like, I was. She's like, why didn't he stay? That doesn't make any story sense. You know, I'm a writer. I've been writing forever. Yeah. That makes no sense. None. You set this up for two seasons just to showcase a Jedi that no one cares about. Right. That we already know sucks. Right. At the end of we already, episode We already know the story. Yeah. Give me somebody else. It, I, it I like cool. Luke. I, I've always liked Luke. I, me too. Of course. He's, it's already been but, said. Yeah, but he has already been established. You know, you're never going to see him again if they keep doing these things. So it's like, why even put him in there? And then he had that suit, now, the this, suit on the, with the black glove and everything. I'm not even, I don't know. Did the scene look cool with him? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. But that could have been any Jedi. Yeah. Up until that point, it could have been anybody. Like, if I don't ever show anybody that he takes off his... his as soon as I saw the X-Wing, I already knew. I was like, I did oh, too. No. I did too. I was just like... I was like, oh no, here it comes. You gotta be kidding me. <clears throat> yeah. pissed. And then I saw the black cloak, and I was like, oh god, here it is. Yep. Here it is. <clears throat> so you felt the same way, though, right? Because I mean, just... Yeah, I, want, I agree with you. I want to see a new character. Mm-hmm. Somebody new, some new Jedi yes. we never heard of before. Because, yeah. I mean, that one, that was out after... Oh yeah, that was out well after... Uh, Episode, episode nine, nine. yeah. So I mean, we we knew the whole story, like you said. It was you knew he kind of got, kind of fell off after a while, but you know, I mean, the only thing I can see is it kind of makes you want to know what happened with him and Grogu that led him down a different path where he wanted to isolate himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but other than that, I mean, that's a story I don't really. They could have cared to see like more. a flashback sequence later on in like a season three or whatever, and go, oh, what happened to Grogu? Oh, and then they talk yeah. about it. Yeah. That's it. But they never did. And like, I'll, I'll say this too, in the famous words of my friend that's missing today, this podcast, um, he has infamously too. said, <laughs> yeah, I can do his voice, he has infamously, infamously said at all times, forever, the Jedi always run. They always run. They're runaway. They're hiders. <laughs> and, I mean, he's not wrong no. at all. He's not wrong at all. But, I told him sometimes it has to be like that for a purpose. Mm-hmm. I say I told him I said sometimes the strongest people are the ones that don't fight. That takes a lot of different kind of strength. Well, it's it's a rebellion, so it's it's got to be tactical. I mean, you can't you're you're going up against something like the empire in this case, and it's such a big undertaking that you have to be strategic. So I said and for them to hide for thirty years within itself is badass. Like. That's amazing that they could hide. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like that's that shows that they're good on a whole other different level. That's like they're stealth monster level <laughs> of hiding. Yeah, like wow, you hid somewhere for that long, and yeah, I think that was pretty cool. I saw something else that was neat too. Like um, whenever R two D two comes out to Obi Wan Kenobi in um, the first or episode what, four, mm-hmm. he moves his hood a certain way and says, you know, and sees R two. So then, whenever in episode, I guess it would be. Nine or eight or what, seven, eight, nine, one of those mm-hmm. two. When R2D2 comes out the same way to Luke Skywalker, he did the exact same hood reveal mm-hmm. to look at R2. Like they did, they, if you play them side by side, it's exact. Mm-hmm. And I know they did it on purpose, of course. Mm-hmm. There's no reason they shouldn't do that on purpose. Um, another question for you, Clayton. After <clears throat> watching these movies, do you find yourself playing with the toys or wanting a lightsaber or having wanting a Star Wars blaster? I mean, I grew up with the toys. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no getting around that. If Even if you didn't see the movie, you still had the toys. Yeah. I had lightsabers when I was a kid. I had oh. blasters when I was a kid. But so. you want them more now, though? 
Yeah, I could see. <laughs> I mean, I'm just it's curious. Just, uh, like a, a grown up real lightsaber? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. I'll let you play with mine here pretty soon. Because <laughs> uh, it's badass. It's really good. <laughs> I love mine. It's my favorite. It's custom. But, like, what about your daughters? Like, do they, do they, did they get, like, the, the bug to want action figures and toys? Yeah, they, I mean, they would get their Nerf guns out and play with those, and like, but they would play with them as blasters. Um, I mean, it was, yeah. See, I love that. That's, my, that's one of my favorite <clears throat> things. I love movies that make you expand your imagination, and then you do it through action figures and imagination and toys. That's my, that's my number one favorite thing. I don't know if you can tell in this room. But uh, <laughs> it, one thing we need to mention is that we're in my Nerf lair, where Clayton has never been in, and David has been in here many times, but... It's like an epicenter of play. You know what I mean? Like This is the definition of playing. It's Toyland. So it's Toyland times 10 million, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that's oh, yeah. accurate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think it's cool Like when I hear kids watching Star Wars for the first time. My friend Felix has three sons, and they he showed them, sat them down and showed them Star Wars for the first time. The next night, they were all Jedi running around yeah. with like you know tubes and I mean the, it just it works you know what I mean and I love that. Do you? I know you still collect toys and mm-hmm. we talk about all the time, but do you remember it being like? Are you like let me let me ask you like this? You watch the movie and then your parents maybe got you something Star Wars and you were just like, <laughs> you know, like lightsabers all day long. Right, right. It was lightsabers all day long, pretending we were the characters, that kind of thing. Um, before we actually had the toys. We would roll up, like, paper, yeah. and then make it, like, flip out, <laughs> back and forth, <laughs> like that, as yeah. lightsabers, and yeah. then we would play until they would bend, and then we'd make some more, yeah. and those kind of things. Yeah, we were always doing that. I remember, like, the personal story, I think it's interesting, like, I was, I was, you know, way after Star Wars, I guess, I don't even know what time, what year this would have been, but I was young, but I was, like, five or six. I remember me and my father went to H-E-B over here. Um, the Roberts one, mm-hmm. and for some reason they had like just like this big thing of actual Star Wars lightsabers, like and you I don't know if you remember these, but they were huge handles, and then it was a green tube, a red tube, and then when mm-hmm. you spun it, it would go, yeah. you know, it'd make the noise, and it was really really cheesy. But I remember my dad bought me that, and I was just like, it it's was the just that thing ever. Yeah, yeah, it was the greatest <clears throat> thing. And then when I, my best friend Jason had one too. He had a red one. I had a green one, which is backwards, but. <laughs> we ended up hitting them. <laughs> we hit them and they went like this and bent real bad. Oh, no. and we were both crying. We we're like, ah. My dad's like, we can fix it. We can fix it. And he like made them out of wood or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I love that idea of like you know the toy. The movies make you yeah. want the toys, and I, I love to hear that it still works. Like this is a new generation. Sure. His, you know, your your daughter and his daughters are young, mm-hmm. and the it, it works. The recipe works. They leave and they go. And then you go, oh, here's the... Because they don't have... They, these action figures we have now right. look just like the movie. Mm-hmm. The ones yes. that we had looked like turds. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a painted okay. turd. It's like horrible. Right. It's not Chewbacca. His, His face is like... Five-inch figure. He looks terrible, it's yeah. Kinda... Now they look just like they just pulled them yes. off the screen. Like, look at that Captain Marvel behind you. Yeah. That looks just like Captain Marvel yeah, from the yeah. movie. Like, it's... imagine yeah. how, how that yeah. feels now. Like, yeah. you, you see Star Wars for the They're first time. They're epic now, yeah. And you get that Darth Vader that moves just like Darth Vader. It looks just like Darth Vader. You're like... Oh my god, he looks just like Luke Skywalker. Like, wow, yeah. amazing, you know. I can't even imagine being a kid nowadays being like, wow. Yeah. I love it. Okay, David, for you, like, um, what would you say 
in all of episodes one to nine, not not the other, not the others, was the biggest moment for you, where you were like, like maybe it was just like. I I would say like the biggest, most impactful moment from Star Wars to you. Um, the turn of Darth Vader becoming good again. That was probably the most impactful. When he moment. throws the Emperor. When he's looking at Luke and then looks back at the Emperor, looks at Luke again, and then back at the Emperor, and then makes a decision. Mm-hmm. That was the scene that I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. You know? That's the, the magic of Star Wars. Because there was no, no dialogue. And it's this guy in a helmet reacting to his son being decimated. Yeah. And then just kind of looking over. <clears throat> you just see the helmet move. But you can feel something behind the helmet. Mm-hmm. Which was very impactful to me. And me as a dad now, yeah. even though I have a daughter and it's a son, it's it resonates a little differently now as a, as a dad. I'd imagine. But back then, of course, when I was just a kid watching this, I mean, it still was a very powerful moment for me. And I was like, wow. You know? Went through all these different levels, and then finally he realizes that there's still something in there. And then Luke recognized it. You know, and he says, I can sense it. It's still there. I don't know when it's going to come out, but it's still there. And then you see it just happened. That's really crazy. And then, and I wish they had kept that Luke, and that we, we didn't get this other Luke. Because right. that's the Luke I like. Right. That Luke mm-hmm. is the one that I like that had... That still could see light in his super dark father. Sure. That's the Luke. Mm-hmm. Not the Luke drinking cynical. venom milk. And right. yes, a cynical, I would say, just... Throwing the lightsaber. Throwing the lightsaber. I was... Yeah, man. Like I said, what was that? Which one was that one? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. That's in my... That's one yeah. of my cringe moments where yeah. I was like, what the hell's happening here? And this is... <laughs> <laughs> Piss. Because again, furious. In episode seven, it's like that, that end scene. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what's he going to do? You like it? really? We waited yeah. all this time for it to go like that, or like, okay. Anyway, and Clayton, same question to you. Like, what was the big like in in episodes between one and nine? Like the big moment for you where you were like, uh, I, I think the opposite. Going from uh, uh, at the end of episode three, just going from Anakin to Darth Vader. That was just the the whole movie as the movie as a whole wasn't one of my favorites. But that the end of it was really impactful for me, just seeing that and then, you know, seeing what, what came about. And then, I mean, I, the order I watched, I watched four, five, six, then one, two, three. Right. So, you know, I kind of knew what it was leading up to and what they were building up to already. But uh, that was a pretty impactful scene. But, and then at the same time, the, the, uh, the same, I mean, the last, what, 10, 15 minutes of uh, Empire Strikes Back was just, that whole thing was impactful. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, that was just a really good movie. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Nothing from 789? Just curious. Neither one of you guys? No, I as mean... As far as impactful? No. Not, <clears throat> not for me. Uh, for me, again, it's... Those those three movies are, are just nostalgic. It's just putting... They're fodder. Yeah, that's all it is. It's it's more, like, I guess, narrative-driven, um, and not so much of these impactful moments. Uh, they were just trying to go for more of a story, I guess. Right. And that's why I was saying earlier about you don't feel like that... That those last two movies, I felt like they were really rushed, trying to kind of wrap things mm-hmm. up um, on a narrative standpoint, and not so much hitting you with these moments <clears throat> that we remember 
so vividly. Um, they're just kind of there, you know. I'll add one in though from seven eight nine. Mm-hmm. I'll add one in that that did affect me because I was like I did not see that coming because I hated him from the beginning, but when Kylo turns to Ben, and then Ben goes to save Ray, mm-hmm. all that to me affected me a little bit because okay. I was like, because hmm. then he died. Yeah, I really hated that he died because I honestly thought. The once he made the turn back to Ben Solo, and I saw it happen, you know, after he threw his cool saber into the ocean, wherever they were, and then he goes to save Ray. I thought, oh, cool, they could do movies with him now as Ben Solo, mm-hmm. and we could see the adventures of Ben Solo <clears throat> doing something. You know, now that he's Ben Solo, he's no longer Kylo Ren; he's Ben Solo. And then he died, and I was just like. Oh, what did we do that for? I, I thought that's what they were going to do. <laughs> Me too. And I'm because like, well, what did they do that for? The title says it all. Rise of Skywalker. Okay. He's going to be good again. Yeah. And he's a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He's a legitimate Skywalker, you know, um, because of his lineage. But yeah. And you didn't, no, you never thought one time that it was going to be Rey. No. I thought she was going to die. Do you want to see Adventures of Rey? No, absolutely not. Do you want to see Adventures of Rey? I, not really, but I did kind of see that it was going to be Ray. I thought that was mm. going to... I kind of figured that with the, the way they were going. I did too, but I mean, like... You, you didn't... During the movie, though, I was kind of second-guessing it. I was like, oh, it is going to be Ben. I would have loved it if it had been Ben. I think in all three of those movies, he had the strongest arc. Yeah. No, he's the only arc. Yeah. No, he's From, the only arc. He's the only one that... He's the only one that had a legitimate story and was consistent in 7, 8, 9. Everybody else had jumbled stories all the way through. Horrible. Yeah, I, I, yeah, horrible. But it's a perfect segue to where I wanted to go. Let's talk about Ray for a second, because no one has mentioned anything about Ray as far as having impactful moments, and they really try to push that, like saying, you know, this is this is when she's got it, and blah blah blah. And I asked you a question before we started the podcast. What do you think is the difference between Ray and Ripley from Aliens, as far as being the hero, as far as being? Made in a movie, because Ripley's arc is in Aliens 1 and in Aliens 2. Mm-hmm. Two movies to create Ripley. We had three movies to create Ray, and I don't believe she's anywhere near Ripley <clears throat> at all. Ripley, when she's like, get away from her, you bitch, mm-hmm. at the end of... I remember it, I almost lost it in the theater. I was I, I remember it like it was yesterday, where I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like that you want to talk about impactful moments yeah. I almost lost she was in that mech suit mm-hmm. I mean I get chills right now thinking about <laughs> Ray never had that moment right but as far as being heroes Ray if Ray was in in aliens Ray would have beaten those aliens to death no problem but what's the difference between the two what do you think go ahead David what do you think about that I think they gave Ray too much too quickly unearned well, not so much unearned. Um, I think they uh, they wanted to establish her really quickly and then give her so much to do so quickly. Like, for instance, so you have Luke, and he developed. You saw Luke developed. In, in Rey's character, you see her kind of stay the same throughout the movies, the only thing that changes is her clothing. But her mentality and the way she processes things is pretty much the same as how she was in Seven. She's just with a different group of people. Now she's not alone. <clears throat> you know. But with the Ripley character, she was already an established scientist. She had 
the story already leading into Aliens. the dynamic yeah. of of the of this of the story of Aliens. Um, so as she develops along with the story, you see that character really come out in her. Her personality really come forth because she has to put it to the test with these with this confrontation. So I think that's the difference between the Ripley character versus the Ray character. You're still dealing with a child, really, <clears throat> yeah. with Ray, and a woman, an established woman, in the alien intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Uh, I've never thought about the two being similar, but they have a lot of similarities that I just never have seen until you said that. So yeah. <laughs> that one mm-hmm. definitely caught me off guard. But uh, <laughs> that's why I do this with. Uh, <laughs> With Ray, like 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 you both been saying, her character arc is the same throughout. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, she's the same person at the beginning of seven that she is at the end of nine. Yeah. Um, with Ripley, she starts off as someone who's kind of standoffish, uh, not really confrontational at all. She's just another person on the ship, and it's been it's been a while since I've seen the first Alien, but she's just another person on the ship. And then throughout the movie, she does what she has to do, and her character develops into this person that's going to do whatever she has to do to survive, mm-hmm. and that's what she does. I mean the 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 last scene of that when she's in the escape pod and you know it, it's that's that's doing what you have to do to survive oh yeah you know, and there, there's nothing about her at the beginning of the movie that would have done that right. her at the beginning of the movie would have asked him questions or like what are we doing why, why are you in here why is this alien here and they're, they're they brought her to a point where she could kill someone even if it's an alien but I don't I just think they did a good job in that of uh, selling her arc and making you believe that she could actually do what she does at the end. No real trauma affected Ray like it affected Ripley. Never had trauma. No. You can say that seeing Han Solo get killed by Ben was trauma, but not really because They're she strangers. didn't know him that long. Right. Yeah. She didn't know him that long. Yeah. Um, again, with Ripley, she went through a lot of things by herself at some point, you know. And then, in another one, going against it again. Mm-hmm. In two. Yeah. With more. Yeah. Risk. You know? Right. Huge risk. But so now they go, oh, but you're with Space Marines. You'll be fine. Right. They'll You'll protect be fine. you. Yeah. She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. I did this on my own last time. Even just in the first Alien, I mean, the beginning to end oh, is... Oh, man. That's... And that's why I bring it up, because I think those are two spa- badass space girls, mm-hmm. you know. And but I'm just who would win in a fight though? Real quick, Ripley or Ray? If if Ray didn't have the force, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say Ripley. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. but since Ray has more more abilities, you know, Ray. she can probably outwit her in Same some thing. capacity. Does Ripley get the the uh, bio she's, suit? She's, she gets anything. She <laughs> she wants. Gets anything. As far as uh, I'm concerned, she gets anything she wants. <laughs> Ripley in a fair fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. If it was a fair fight. Yeah. and they couldn't use their their powers. Yeah, Ripley for sure. Sure, I think she'd lose it. So we have about fifteen minutes left. I just, you know, I'll do Clayton first since he drank his drink. Um, <clears throat> just kidding. But like, uh, I would say like final thought on what kind of a lasting impression that Star Wars has done to you since now that you've seen them all. Like, what what? How do you feel after watching them all? And and and. <clears throat> I. I mean, it, like I said, it's just a, it's, they're fantastic movies. You know, I, I didn't, I was going in expecting more or less, uh, like, guilty pleasures. Not like, I mean, there's guilty pleasures, Fast and Furious, not that type of guilty pleasure right. movie, but, you know, it, it, I just, I didn't expect 
the complexity of it and the the vast array of characters. I know we were talking about Jar Jar Binks earlier, but uh, the the characters they have. I mean, everybody's different. Um, whether it's droids, aliens, uh, humans, whatever. Every they're they're all different. There's nobody that's the same. Um, but the uh, just the the storytelling in it. I mean, there I have my favorite movies in the series, but it's the storytelling and then not just having a story that is convenient and which is odd because after I watched uh, uh, New Hope the first one I watched out of the whole series I was like they made this too convenient but then you know going watching the other movies and seeing the whole story behind it it explained a lot but uh, just yeah I mean the, the storytelling and the complexity of it because I always say like a, a good movie makes you feel like you went somewhere yeah and Absolutely. I believe Star Wars is one of those ones. Very rarely, uh, like I always use um, Mad Max Fury Road as my other really great example. In the theater, we felt like we went somewhere. We came out of the theater, we were like exhausted and tired. Like mm-hmm. we just went traveling. And yeah, I believe Star Wars. on your face. Yeah, yeah. we were like, where were we? Because that was awesome. So yeah, it was like, I, I like that whole, it makes you feel like you went somewhere. And then, you know, it's it feels magical. Really, it does. But what about you, David? Like lasting... Over the last 40 years, you know, let's just say, like, well, still to this day, what does the Star Wars impression do to you? Again, it's the, it's the quintessential idea of there's hope, you know? There's hope for everything, you know? Whether you're good or bad, there's always some kind of hope or faith that you look towards. You know, that's, that's the, the overall thing that I get from it, you know? And when you watch these movies... You know, we can be critical of them. We can be, you know, uh, they shouldn't have done this, they shouldn't have done that. But in the in the long run of it, I mean, it's space and, and people, you know, with laser guns and light swords. And, and it's, it's fantastical, mm-hmm. you know. These kind of things, we're supposed to just let ourselves go and have fun with these things. Mm-hmm. And not be so, you know critical critical in the long run of it um, but it is fun to talk about them of course but you know when George Lugia made, made this movie the first time he wasn't expecting it to blow up like it did he was making a space movie mm-hmm. you know? an opera space opera right. really. he was making it for a kid mm-hmm. you know he didn't expect it to grow and stick with adults <clears throat> and be like you know build a we're in our 30s and 40s now going Luke Skywalker should have been this and he was like (laughs) yeah this was for a kid (laughs) back in the day Um, but yeah it's about hope yeah for me you still feel that yeah absolutely yeah yeah and and I I think it's interesting like that because I think it's like you know it's hope on both sides too like Mm -hmm. even if you're a Sith Lord you know you feel like there's hope to destroy the Jedi you know what I mean and get rid of these people Uh, yeah and I agree completely. I think that's interesting. The that perspective is very interesting. So definitely good. So what I will say is this: I appreciate you guys coming here and talking to me and doing this. This is really fun because I I love to hear the idea of what it feels like to watch Star Wars all in one shot. You know, I think that's the coolest thing in the world, Clayton, that you get to do that. And not only that, you know, knowing your family, but you get to do it with your daughters and your wife and that within itself is something very, very special that I think is so fantastic that I love very much. And then to hear that it works still. You know, like the the idea of them watching the movie, getting excited, being, you know, enthralled, and then creating imagination and then creating playtime, and then they want to have 
of things and buy things and I think that's the coolest thing in the world so I definitely will uh, I will be helping you feed into that here pretty soon I think that's pretty cool <laughs> and start watching all the animated stuff too yeah once you get into the Clone Wars and all the other things which you need to do 100% we didn't talk about that but we'll talk about that once you do that uh, it's fantastic there's so much more and then if you ever get the chance to go to uh, Disney in Florida and take them to see we're going for Christmas y'all going this year? yeah we're going for Christmas because you went for Christmas yeah, yeah. Um, I should be there also for Christmas. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, we're planning on it this year, so maybe we'll be able to do something there, and it's going to be spectacular, so I can't wait for that. And then, David, again, always uh, thank you for your insight, and thank you for being around yeah, for so absolutely. long. This was fun. I think this is a really fantastic um, podcast. Again, um, we need to do something else again. I think what we should talk about the next time, though, <laughs> if we do anything else again, we'll talk about the John Wick movies, because that's something that all absolutely love okay. <laughs> I think we should do it for uh, Protégé that's coming up here okay. pretty soon yep. the, the creators Michael, of Michael Keaton yeah I think Maggie Keaton Maggie I think Keaton. looks pretty cool maybe we'll see that together and then we'll do a review afterwards sure. maybe but yeah thank you guys so much um, I'll say the final word is um, you know it's cool that we all agree on things for Star Wars I think it's like plenty and again here's the magic of Star Wars it brings people together and talk about the world of Star Wars. I think that's so interesting that it could still do that after so many years after the fact. And then we get cool shows like The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch that's out right now, which mm -hmm. is really cool too. That just shows the power of what the Star Wars lore can still do so many years after the fact. So thanks guys for coming. And again, if you guys are on Facebook, you can check out our Facebook, The Talk Side of the Force. Again, this is the first podcast I'm going to say we did for The Talk Side of the Force. Again, if you want to check out Corpus Christi Joker on Facebook, you can check it out there. The Real Nerf Joker on Instagram. You can check out Works by David Fuentes on Instagram. And you can check out Clayton. Once I post a picture of him, he's hot. <laughs> you can't check out anything. I'm not on social media. He's not on social media. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thanks. You know, you have any final words or anything? You want to say anything? You got ten minutes. May the force be with you. <laughs> well, I'm on the dark side, so I, don't, I shun that. Yeah. Fighting words. <laughs> yeah, those are fighting words. That's right. There's enough and stuff in here to, to be uh, fighting you with. All right, so cool. We'll end it there. Thanks a lot, guys. This was fun. Thank you. All right, thank you.